As Mark mentioned, my name is Chris Herman, uh, part of the pastoral team here with my lovely wife, Sarah. Uh, you don't see me up here on stage as often as her. She's, uh, she's the talker in our family, but uh, um, I'll do my best. Uh, the one thing I was going to uh, piggyback on what she was talking about on the men's uh, uh, Bible study, I think we should come up with a new logo that, or new uh, saying that sleep is overrated. Six o'clock, you need to wake up and come to our Bible study. It's really a great time. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to, to once again welcome everyone who's here in the building and, uh, of course, all of those uh, uh, people who are joining us online via Zoom, via Facebook, via YouTube. Uh, we really appreciate that as well. Um, uh, I, I, I'm just, I, I just want to also mention it's a, it's a complete honor to be standing up here this morning and uh, uh, being part of this team that, that leads you all to, uh, to, to, uh, to Jesus. So let me open us up in prayer this morning. Dear Lord, uh, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we just we just really appreciate everything you've done for us, Lord, and and thank you for this this uh, worship service this morning. And uh, I pray over today's service. I pray that you will help me deliver your message this morning, Lord. This is your message. It's not mine. This is your word. And just pray over all of our brothers and sisters who are here this morning, and also those who are not able to join us. Um, also this morning, I want to pray over our country, Lord, and just help us to get back to a normalcy as soon as possible, Lord. All these things I ask in your name, Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So this morning, I've got a, an important question for y'all. Who amongst you can, you, can you honestly say that you've never dealt with or never faced any struggles in your lifetime? Who can say that you've never had any roadblocks or setbacks? Who can honestly say they've never had to deal with any family member's illness, death, the loss of a job, the loss of a good friend, or the loss of a pet? Stress about the future or stress about making friends in a new town or a new school. I'm pretty sure right now, each one of you, including myself, we're thinking about all the struggles, challenges, and obstacles we've faced in our lifetime and that we're currently facing. But I do have good news for you, Lord. Take comfort in knowing that through faith in God and perseverance, you will face those struggles and grow to be a stronger version of yourself. If you could open up your Bibles, whether you have your Bibles, Bible apps, to James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. All right. And this is the NIV version. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces per perseverance. Let perseverance find its work, finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So obviously the book of James is written by James, and in this he's, he's 
really given it to us straight. He's given us a straight talk here, Lord. He's, James is talking about testing our faith and perseverance that can only come through that faith. I have three takeaways from this scripture. Number one, we must all ask God. Number two, we must believe. And number three, we must not doubt when we ask God. So let me talk about perseverance this morning. What does it mean? Here are a couple synonyms for perseverance. Steadfastness, dedication, determination, endurance, persistence, tenacity, and grit. Of those, my favorite word is grit. Sounds kind of cool, doesn't it? (laughs) Perseverance can also be defined as the continued effort to do or achieve something despite pain and suffering, despite loss and setbacks, despite hardships and trials, despite difficulties and failures, despite opposition and challenges. I don't need to remind you that life is full of these daily struggles. Perseverance is also the drive that helps you get past the hard and difficult stuff in our lives. And then we can get to what we really want in our life. Without perseverance, we won't be able to get far in this life, and you won't be able to live a life that you enjoy and that you could be proud of. Perseverance is the effort required to do something and to keep doing it, and to keep doing it, and to keep doing it. True true perseverance means to never give up, and let me say that again, never give up on God's purpose for our lives until the very end even if it's hard. And that's what truly defines perseverance is if we're able to get through the hard stuff and and continue on the other end. So I've highlighted a couple situations that require perseverance. And these are in different levels. We've got high-level situations that require true grit. Notice how I use that word again. True grit and perseverance. Uh, For example, uh, sailing around the world, obviously takes a lot of perseverance and grit. Climbing Mount Everest, a lot of perseverance and grit. And training for and completing a marathon. And obviously I thought of Peter when I came up with this example. Good luck finding anyone who would say any of those things do not require true grit. But luckily for me, none of those things are on my bucket list. (laughs) Now let's talk about the medium level uh, uh, situations. These require some perseverance, but maybe not the same level of intensity as the higher level issues or situations. Some examples would include learning a new language, like Espanol, changing the brake pads and the rotors on your car, and repainting your house. Those are all situations that we could deal with. They could stretch us. They do require perseverance, but not to the same level as the previous level. Some of those items are likely on my bucket list. And then then there are even the smaller day-to-day issues that everyone deals with on a daily basis, such as getting your butt out of bed in the morning, making your bed in the morning, going to work, going to school, even the daily chores like cooking dinner and mowing the lawn. These things require daily focus and commitment, but definitely not the same level as the high-level and the medium-level list. Now imagine the state of this world if everyone just decided that these small daily tasks didn't matter 
they weren't important, this world would just fall apart. Perseverance keeps us together. So, question here. Why is perseverance so important? This is not a fun topic, but I believe all human beings have some area of their life that causes them a lot of pain, including myself. Things don't always go our way, correct? In fact, sometimes we might, might feel like things seldom are going our way. Friends, can you think of any possible situations over this past year that's required us to, to exhibit more perseverance? COVID, does that come to mind? Unfortunately, several businesses have been forced to close their doors during this past year. People have lost their jobs. Uh, people have struggled finding jobs. Uh, our children have had to adapt to a, a new online hybrid situation for school. Many people are, are struggling with alcohol abuse, drug abuse, uh, depression. Let's face it, 2020 was not the year that we expected. And honestly, we weren't prepared for the struggles that we were facing in 2020. But remember this, friends. We can find encouragement in the book of John, chapter 16, when Jesus mentions, I have come to overcome the world. Jesus' Jesus's words are meant to empower us and, and strength, strengthen us for our fight ahead. So now I've got a couple examples of perseverance in the Bible. It's an example of how we fulfill God's purpose for our lives. We see many examples in the Bible where people come to face to people come face to face with certain situations and they have two choices push through and persevere or give up. We see how many of those same people have decided to overcome and crush adversity through faith in God and perseverance. Here are a couple examples, five examples of extreme perseverance in the Bible. Number one, Moses. He, he never gave up, and he followed God's plan, no matter how hard or unrealistic that plan seemed. Job, he was tempted by Satan and lost everything, including his family. But he kept his faith, no matter how bad his circumstances became. The Apostle Paul. Paul declared that his sole purpose for living was to glorify Christ, even as he endured extreme persecution, torture, pain, and suffering. Number four, Nehemiah. He accepted a great challenge to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem after they were destroyed years prior by Nebuchadnezzar. Thanks to his leadership, the city walls were rebuilt and the Jews began to restore Jerusalem with a new spirit. And of course, number five, Jesus. He's our ultimate example of perseverance. He was born, lived a life of, without sin, persevered through agony on the cross and gave his life for every one of us here. So one more example of perseverance in the Bible is in the story of Hannah. Hannah is another person who showed extraordinary perseverance during times of struggle and pain. Hannah comes to us in the, in the Old Testament, in the book of Samuel, over a thousand years before the time of Jesus Christ. Hannah's husband, Elkanah, had another wife. Her name was Panina, who had bore several children for Elkanah. This meant, this meant not only that Hannah had to live with the pain of infertility, but also Panina taunted her constantly. 
Panina flaunted the fact that she was able to have children and that Hannah was not able to do that, continually reminding her that she could not bear children. This caused a great amount of stress for Hannah. Panina continued this year after year because she was jealous of Hannah, probably because Hannah was the preferred wife of Elkanah, even though she was not able to bear him any children. More than likely, the main reason why Elkanah had two wives was because his preferred wife, Hannah, was barren, and he needed a second wife to be able to perform that duty for him. Being able to provide or to have children was extremely important during this time because the children were able to work on the farms, maintain the household, and then obviously care for the parents as they got older. Every year, Elkanah would, would offer a sacrifice at the, at the Shiloh Sanctuary and give Panina a normal portion for her and her children, but he'd always give Hannah a double portion because she was still his favored wife. And also, every year, Hannah would visit the sanctuary, pour out her heart, and just pray to God, asking for, for that opportunity to, to have a child. One particular year, she made a vow to God. To, and here we'll, we'll talk about the vow, I'm sorry, in, in this next section. If you could open your Bibles to First Samuel chapter 1, verses 10 through 11. And this is the NIV version. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, you will only look, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. The priest in the sanctuary or in the temple Eli observed Hannah, and when she explained to him why she was in such anguish, Eli told her, go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. Now let's continue this discussion in 1 Samuel 1, chapter, or verses 19 through 20. So early the next morning, they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and then went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And she named him Samuel, saying, because I asked, I asked the Lord for him. So when Samuel was weaned, probably at the age of two to three years old, he was still a toddler. Hannah dedicated him to God for lifelong service in the tabernacle in honor of the vow that she had made several years earlier. Can you imagine the amount of faith and trust in God that that required of Hannah? All these years, she was barren. She wanted a child so badly. She was ridiculed for years by her enemy, let's call her Penina. And then she was finally able to conceive after years of infertility. And just imagine all the struggle, shame, and hardship that, that Hannah had to endure. And now she finally has a son of her own. And she has to give that son up because she made that vow uh, several years earlier. Hannah proved her faith and gladly gave up that child and proved her faith through, through her deeds. The story doesn't end there. The Lord continued to bless Elkanah and Hannah, and he was very gracious to Hannah. 
we see the Lord's blessing poured out in 1 Samuel 2, verse 21. It says, And the Lord was gracious to Hannah. She gave birth to three more sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. At this time, I was going to remind everyone of Andy's message last week. He talked about generosity and abundance. And this is just such a clear, clear example of God's generosity. Make sure you listen to that message if you haven't already listened to it. So now let's switch to another verse. Open up your Bibles or your Bible apps to Philippians 4.13. So anyone who knows me knows that this is my favorite verse. It's always been my favorite verse. Philippians 4.13, and this is out of the Common English Bible translation. It says, I can endure all these things through the power of the one who gives me strength. Like I said, this has always been my favorite verse. It reminds me that I will face struggles in my life. And that through those struggles, I must always lean on Jesus. I must always depend on him. It reminds me that Jesus is always in me and with me all the days of my life. This verse also reminds me that my joy does not come from me solving my own problems. My joy comes from me knowing that Jesus is there. He's going to give me the strength, the counsel, the guidance, and the encouragement to help me through those struggles and persevere. So that was Philippians 4.13. Let's take one step back, look at the, brief, the verse prior to that, Philippians 4.12, for some additional context on 4.13. So Philippians 4.12, once again, out of the Common English Bible translation, it says, I know the experience of being in need and of having more than enough. I have learned the secret to being content in any and every circumstance whether full or hungry, having plenty or being poor. Please remember, friends, this verse reminds us that we must always have faith and trust in God. We need faith and trust, whether we have little or whether we have much, whether we are hungry or whether we are full, whether we are childless or whether we have six kids. Hannah was faithful by giving her firstborn son, Samuel, to the work of the Lord And the Lord blessed her with five more kids after Samuel. God will bless us and provide for us just as he provided for Hannah. So this morning, there may be someone in here in the building or online watching with us that is struggling with some some of the things I've mentioned, some of the topics I've brought up this morning. People have their own struggles. Some of them might hit home with you. There may be someone who's currently feeling pain, sorrow, sadness, depression, alcoholism, any of these life's hardships. There may be someone who's going through a hard time and needs additional prayer right now. If so, please come forward. We have a team that would love to pray with you. We'd love to to link arms with you and just talk through your situation, whatever prayer you need. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that here in the service, you can always email us. You can reach us online um, at contact at impactrock.com. Please make sure you give us your name, phone number. Someone from our staff will definitely reach out. We would love to have that opportunity to, to pray with you.
And if you don't have a Bible, we can make sure that you have one as well. So one more thing. If you haven't already trusted your life to the Lord, what are you waiting for? Salvation is made possible by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So let me close this out this morning with our blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord, the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.